0: Hey, Mama! So, in today's episode, I sit down with Monique Sinclair to chat about how to create a content marketing strategy. Content marketing is another word for attraction marketing, and Monique breaks this down and other aspects of content marketing in this episode. Although the focus of this conversation is applying content marketing to your social media, however, Each of these tips can be applied to marketing on your podcast and other marketing avenues you use in your business. Just to share a little about Monique, she is a wife, a homeschooling mother of three, and a believer in Jesus. Monique gives such great insight into how to create a content marketing strategy that will allow you to connect with your ideal clients. I highly recommend grabbing a notebook and pen to write down some of these strategies. They are such a game changer. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm Andrea Singletary, a wife, mom of two, podcaster and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and consultant friend i know you're tired of feeling burnt out with your online business you know it's time to stop building your business solely on social media but aren't sure how or where to even begin you dream of starting a podcast but figuring out how to monetize it leaves you feeling overwhelmed If you're ready to get the full scoop on how to monetize a podcast and grow your online business without, wait for it, sacrificing motherhood or your sanity, grab your coffee, pull out that notebook and pen, and put in those earbuds, and let's dig in. All right, so today on the Momater and Mompreneur podcast, we have a special guest, I am sitting down to talk with Monique Sinclair all about social media. Um, So Monique, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. If you can just tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and your family.
1: Sure. Hi. So I am a social media marketer and content creator, and I've been doing it since 2013. And since then, I've worked with uh, tons of like award-winning businesses all around the US, and I even have a client in the UK. Um, So I started with one, and then now I have many, um, just kind of like a revolving door type thing. Mm -hmm. I am a homeschooling mom of three. I've got a six-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. The two-year-old's not homeschooled yet, obviously, but... I um, do homeschooling with them in between working for clients. I am also a wife of 10 years. And recently, um, even though I've worked with tons of various types of businesses from chiropractors, photographers, a sleep consultant, nonprofits, this year, I started to make a pivot and a shift to try and focus on servicing businesses that had like Christian and conservative values.
0: That's awesome. You are one busy mama. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's get into our topic for today. So tell us what content marketing is and why it's important for online service providers.
1: Sure. So, with content marketing, it is um, another term for attraction marketing where you are essentially uh, showing people why they should. Choose you, your service, or your product. You're not just selling uh, the features of a product or a business or a service, but you are basically showing people the benefit of why they should work for, uh, with you, why they should purchase from you. It's kind of the difference between telling the specs of a computer, if you're selling a computer, versus how this computer is going to change your life, how it's going to solve a problem. Content marketing works to show someone how whatever you're offering is going to solve a problem. And that is really important for online service providers because in this day and age, a lot of people are complaining that every market is oversaturated Mm -hmm. and everyone is essentially trying to start a business online. Everyone's trying to sell something online. And so you are with content marketing, you are essentially selling yourself, your personality, and your experiences in your content. You're getting people to become attracted to not just what you're selling and the solution, but also who you are. And content marketing is essential to get service providers to stand out. Because if you even if you were to look at social media managers, they're like a dime a dozen. It's which one are you going to choose? Who are you going to pick? You're going to pick the person who has stories and a lifestyle that resonates with you. And not just someone who is posting on social media about what they can do for you, but they're giving you a reason to connect with them. So that is content marketing in a nutshell and why it is important for online service providers.
0: I love that. Um, and just especially the way you broke it down, it goes to show that it's not a just about having like a pretty graphic or anything like that. Like it's all about your messaging and allowing who you are to come through in that messaging and also just making sure you're speaking to your ideal client.
1: Um, I was just going to make a note on what you were saying about having a uh, pretty curated feed with nice graphics that has become so outdated in a sense Mm -hmm. where people are no longer looking for that. They're looking for vulnerability and being Mm -hmm. real more than they're looking for things that look perfect. So I just wanted to make note on that, that that you said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. It allows you to build that connection. Um, So I know one thing I see a lot of people who are like online service providers ask is, you know, how often should we be posting on social media? So like, what is your recommendation for that?
1: So I see so many people argue on this topic and people say anywhere between three times a week, five times a week, every day, or as much as is sustainable for you. And I believe that it falls somewhere in the middle. When you're first starting a business online, ideally, yes, You're all you are going to want to post more because that increases your visibility. The more you post, the more these algorithms are going to push your content out to more people that don't know you. So although it may be hard in the beginning, ideally you would want to try and get five posts a week out at least. However, the more engagement you get, the more traction you get, the more people you have coming to you, the more the bigger following you have, you can start to get away with doing a little bit less per week. I see people with big followings getting away getting away with maybe like three times a week. But in between those times of posting, it's still really important to engage with your target audience on their own accounts in between. So posting regularly and consistently is really important, even if you're not able to do five times a week or four times a week, if three times a week is the only thing that's doable for you, the important thing is that you consistently do that three times a week, more than trying to crank out as much content as you can. Because if you try to force yourself to produce, 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 you will eventually burn out pretty quick. And you're not going to have much to say because you're too worried about just becoming visible. So, If you pick a number between three and five days a week, which that's like the happy medium, the most important thing to remember is stick with those three days as much as humanly possible.
0: Okay, that's good advice. A follow up question to that is like, what type of posts should we be putting out there? So there's this push and you always see like, oh, you got to put out reels, got to put out reels. But realistically, like what type of posts should we be focusing on to reach our ideal clients?
1: Well, for the last maybe like two years that reels have been out, the CEO of Instagram recently said that views for reels were artificially inflated, meaning people were getting crazy amounts of views on reels pretty much no matter who you were, you were able to get a huge amount of views. But because so many people were frustrated by that and complaining, so many people were like, please bring the image posts back. Please bring the static posts back. He recently made a statement saying that carousel posts and reels will have approximately the same, um, the same amount of views or the same kind of reach. And in my personal experience, I started doing half and half. I tried to have half of my posts per week be reels and half of them be carousels. Now with static posts, the only way that a static post is really going to get a good amount of reach is if you have a knockout fantastic photo that's just absolutely breathtaking that people makes people stop the scroll, or if you have some kind of really interesting infographic. But carousels in general make people stay on your account longer because people are swiping. So if you're posting something with information, with text, people are going to stay on that post much longer to read the whole thing in the carousel and then read your caption. With a static post, not so much. Odds are people are going to swipe away. Now with Reels, the thing with Reels is that while they can still get a pretty high reach, you don't really know who you're going to be reaching with those. Because when people get in that Reels tab and they just start swiping, it's (laughs) a a mishmash. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. I get so many Reels in my Reels tab that have nothing to do with my interests. Even though supposedly they're trying to feed you content that you are interested in based on stuff you've viewed before. I still get tons of stuff that I'm like, it takes a lot to stop scrolling and actually watch. And so I think that people are becoming tired of reels because it's the same stuff over and over. Everybody doing the Mm -hmm. same lip sync over and over, the same audio. And and I literally see people duplicate, like tons of people duplicate the same exact style Mm -hmm. of reel with that trending audio. So if you're going to use a trending audio, my recommendation for doing reels, so I would say half and half, carousels, reels. But something that's really coming back for reels that is getting reach is basically collage style montage style reels where you put lots of clips and lots of photos in that kind of like show a time span or kind of tell your personal story with text over them. I have seen those perform really, really well for me and for my clients. So not so much just trends where you're hopping on to lip sync same thing everyone else is. But if you're going to use like a instrumental audio or an audio that's just a popular song, you're going to want to tell a story with a variety of clips and photos. So those are the two things to keep in mind, I would say half and half, but static posts don't give too much attention to because the, the algorithm and the specifications for what Instagram is pushing out based on what the CEO says is constantly changing. So in one sense, you do want to create content that they're saying is going to get more reach, but you don't have to create content that everyone else is doing that seems trendy. That's pretty much it in a nutshell.
0: All right. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned about like the reels, like it not being things that are of your interest. Like for some reason, I get a lot of Realtor reels. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that has nothing to do with what I'm interested in. So, yeah, I I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hit or miss. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> like it'll start off good, and then it'll just jump to a bunch of realtors. I'm like, okay, that's random. <laughs> okay, so how can we tell our story through content marketing?
1: So. The best way to do this is kind of following this formula of sharing your experiences in real life, presenting the problem that your ideal audience has, presenting the solution and how you got there and how they can get there, but using your own personal real life experiences. So remember how I was saying before, um, that if you put out, if you, aim to put out too much content every single day, you get burned out, your content is no longer interesting. Well, you actually have to really like go and live life to get inspired to even create content. And so the best way for a busy mompreneur to do that is to pay attention and be observant in everyday life and to take life lessons from everyday experiences to document experiences, document taking your children to the park, document uh, the crafts and the fun things you do with them. If you homeschool, document doing those things and pulling life lessons and business lessons and lessons for whatever it is that you are selling from those everyday experiences. So paying attention to things that might seem mundane can actually... Mm -hmm become something amazing that attracts people to you. You can always find something valuable to share, even in the mundane, even in conversation that you may have with your partner or your spouse or your children. So that is pretty much it is making sure that you are living life, that you're not just glued to your computer and your phone trying to work, work, work all the time, because I have made that mistake where I got lost in trying so hard to make all this content that it became stale and dry. And meanwhile, my family's like, Hey, we're over here. Can you come hang out with us? But when I went through some things that kind of um, forced me to cherish and value life a lot more, I was able to notice the beautiful things in everyday life that were able to be pieced together to be lessons for my business. So that would be the best thing to do is if you're busy don't try to carve out even more time in your already busy day where you're barely able to do the bare minimum just pay attention to what's happening in your life and you will come up with some really awesome stories to tell in your social media content.
0: I love that um like you when I first started or more so when I first transitioned into podcast management, I was trying to put out content daily and I got burnt out. Like I have a two-year-old and a now eight-month-old and it was just like, no way. (laughs) So I committed to like, okay, I have the capacity for posting three times a week. And so that's something I've been able to stick to. And I've been able to grow my account and connect with some amazing people um, who have become clients and everything. So I think it's just important to really look at, like you're saying, kind of look at what can you do realistically, like not trying to create time where there isn't time, but looking at what you currently have going on, what can you realistically do and commit to?
1: Yes, absolutely. Especially if you have a baby, I was drowning when my kids were babies and I was trying to do all this. It is really, really hard. Like, I'm just going to stay up one more hour and get this done. No, you're going to be too tired to do that then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Especially the baby's going to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay. So I I know a lot of people talk about like repurposing content. Like what are your thoughts on that? And what tips do you have for doing that?
1: So... Very rarely would I recommend reposting the same exact identical post that you've posted some time ago. Even if it was performing really well, I wouldn't take it word for word. I would try to change something. Even if you're taking the same graphic or the same video, you can make some alterations to it by at least changing the caption. And if you're using hashtags, change the hashtags. Um... What I like to do or, and what I've seen helpful is if you find a reel that performed really well and taking the content of the reel and making it into a carousel instead, if you found that a carousel did really great with whatever information was in it, take that and make it into a reel. And I don't really believe that most people will remember what your old post was anyways, because you're constantly going to be reaching new people, but I just i this isn't proven, but I don't think that social media platforms like it when you're just copy and paste from whether it's your own account or if you're ripping off someone else's content. they don't like that they want to see something a little bit fresh, even with pinterest Pinterest is not. Um, a social media platform, it's more like a search engine. But even with Pinterest, because uh, I do I was utilizing Pinterest more recently this year, and they don't even like if you post the same graphic with the same text more than one time, they prefer if you tweak something in the graphic, and definitely change the text, you can't even if you're promoting the same product or service in multiple pins, you can't just copy and paste that text. And so what that tells me is that Uh, whatever AI, whatever software they're using, they just don't like that. So repurposing is great for when you are, um, just dry. Like you really, you really want to put something out, but you really have no idea. Um, it just would be a good idea to make some changes to it. So that's my thoughts on that. It's fine. Just don't just pull something old from the grave and be like, Mm -hmm. here it is again. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. And then like you mentioned hashtags. So give us your tips for hashtags because I've heard like hashtags are dead and no longer relevant. Um, So are they still relevant? And if so, how should we be utilizing them?
1: So basically, hashtags definitely are not functioning or being used the way that they were in the earlier days of Instagram. Or And TikTok, I'm not so sure. I don't really think anyone cares about hashtags on TikTok. But for Instagram, um, it's been said from the CEO that the most important thing now is the copy, the caption is basically like free SEO. So everything in your copy is something that is searchable. So now if someone is searching for a particular term or phrase They can type it into the search bar on Instagram. And if you have that as your copy in your caption, it will come up and you don't necessarily have to have it as a hashtag. So basically hashtags are just more space for that SEO. It's just more room to add more keywords for people to find you, but people aren't really looking for hashtags exclusively anymore. So for example, if you're, you have a recipe and you write out your recipe and maybe this is not a good example. If you have a recipe for a food dish that you're promoting on Instagram and you write out the whole thing in the, in the caption, you can still use the hashtags for other things that may not be in the copy. Like if the recipe is keto or if it's paleo or if it's clean eating, but the recipe copy itself doesn't say that you could hashtag like clean keto clean paleo, uh, carnivore diet, whatever type of recipe it might be, or the people that it might be aimed at, you can use that as space for keywords to get people to find you. It's just that people aren't necessarily typing in the hashtag symbol and then a word anymore into the search bar. So that's my take. Use every bit of space that Instagram or any of these platforms allow you to use. Use Every single character they give you. But the way that you use it isn't as important as it used to be.
0: Okay. Thank you. That's very good advice. Um, So my last question related to this. Um, What is your recommendation for like a busy mompreneur who she wants to be on social media, but she is overwhelmed because there's so many platforms out there? should she just find one and commit to that or do you recommend that she is on more than one like what's your what are your tips for that
1: for a mom that is busy i strongly recommend to just start with one because i tried to do all of them and i'm just one person i don't have any outsourced help yet and you will end up stressing yourself out trying to post on every single platform. Yes, there are um, tools and websites and things that you can use to cross post. But in my experience, they don't work very well. They give you errors, they give you failed posts. And then of course, there are um, things about these platforms that don't make the post work properly. For example, if you post on Instagram, you can have it so that it auto posts to Facebook but it's going to then auto post any hashtags that you used on Instagram and Facebook doesn't care about hashtags so it's kind of like the post is not going to be perfect you can mm-hmm. maybe do better doing the reverse by using business suite in Facebook to post to Instagram but again there's always something weird and glitchy about it if you try to auto post a reel but you have trending audio attached to it the auto post on any of these platforms will not allow for the music to attach so If you're trying to do all of it, it's going to be so stressful. I would strongly recommend starting with one that interests you or one where the majority of your target audience is going to be hanging out and just start there. You can always start cross posting and adding to these platforms later or if you end up being able to outsource help, but definitely just start with one. And I think that the two easiest places to grow are probably Instagram and TikTok. So that's what I recommend. Don't kill yourself trying to do all of them. Just pick one and get really, really good at the one and you will definitely find your people there.
0: All right. Thank you for that. Um, so what is your number one mompreneur hack?
1: Oh man. So I actually did really think about this question first. (laughs) Um, before hopping on here. And I think that the most important thing is that if you have children who are older than toddlers or babies that you really enforce boundaries with them and really mm. spend time teaching them to play independently if they're not in school yet or if they're homeschooled and spend time teaching them to obey your rules in the house. That will make your life so much easier if you have to do tasks for your business at home without being interrupted for a brief period of time. It's not that you plop them in front of a tablet or a TV the whole day while you're working, but getting children to be respectful of you and obedient of your rules and your boundaries for the times that you absolutely don't have outside help is very, very important. And I I would say 99% of my Friends are moms and the moms that have children that listen to them the first time have a lot easier time with everyday tasks and business tasks than moms who let their kids do whatever they want, whenever they want. And I know that can sometimes be like a touchy subject, but seriously, boundaries and enforcing rules. And then obviously don't just have them do their own thing the entire day even if they are homeschooled or you know just before their school age. Obviously, if you can break away from what you're doing to be with them, you should. But for the times like, for example, like recording this podcast, I did have to enforce a boundary of you guys are going to play in your room just for a little while and they are quiet, they are respectful of it. That's my number one hack. Get your kids to respect what you're doing and your business and your work for the times you need to be alone. <laughs>
0: All right. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So before we end our conversation, where can my audience connect with you and learn more about your services?
1: Sure. So um, I'm on Instagram at Sinclair social media, and I always respond to comments. I respond to DMs. So please find me there. And my low ticket membership for uh, faith-based business owners to learn content marketing is at parablemarketingmethod.com slash join.
0: All right. And I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for um, sitting down to talk with me all about social media and content marketing. I truly appreciate you sharing your wisdom.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If this podcast gave you the insight you needed to take your online business to the next level, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review? Leaving a review will help us reach all the mamas who are ready to take their current business to the next level through podcasting without sacrificing motherhood or their sanity. I love, love, love reading your reviews. Also, I am all about community and building a village. I would love it if you join me in the Mama Turn Mompreneur Facebook group. Remember, you are doing amazing, Mama. Much love, and I will chat with you again soon.